Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast dedicated to those who have left religion behind and are now seeking to rebuild their lives through self-exploration, play, and spirituality. I, your host, Christina Carlson, am an embodiment and intuition coach. I work with bitches, witches, and queers to discover their own worth and value and learn how to trust themselves to create the lives they want. I am an experimenter by nature, so this podcast, like my life, is an offering in flux. What you find here will be diverse and, hopefully, interesting. One thing you can know for sure is that we will get good and curious here. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I wanted to do a few announcements before we get started in today's podcast. Um, There are two exciting opportunities coming up to work with me that I wanted to share with you. And the first is a free mini workshop that I'm going to be doing called Queer Wife Life. And this workshop is specifically for women and femmes who are in straight passing relationships and um, specifically working through queer imposter syndrome and how to validate your queerness and embrace your queerness in a straight passing relationship. Um, I'm so excited about this workshop. If that sounds like you or someone you know, please share. Um, please come send me your email uh, via DM or you can email me. My email is linked below. Um, yeah, Queer Wife Life. I'm so excited about this one. I love doing workshops with you all. Love chatting with you all. So I um, would love to see you there. Uh, the second is a program that I'm working on for this fall. Um, this program uh, does not have a name yet. I'll let you know when I come up with a name. Um, but it is going to be this fall starting in about September and is going to be uh, focused on rebuilding your connection with yourself through um, joyful connections. So through connection to your body, connection to your values, and connection to your soul desire. This is the work that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, really moving with self-compassion and love to help you move out of self-sabotage and away from shame cycles and into finding space for yourself in your life and your dreams that feels um, rich and aligned with who you are inside. Uh, there's so much value to this work. Everyone who does this work is is changed in incredible ways. And um, yeah, I'm just, I just can't say enough good things about it. If you want to get on the waiting list, now is the time. I'm only accepting five people for this fall because it is the first time I'm going through it. And uh, there's a group component to this. There will be classes and there's also going to be one-on-one support. So there's going to be a lot um, that you'll get in this program and it's at a discounted rate since it's the first time I'm going through it. Um, so yeah, uh, DM me your email or um, send me an email if you're interested in getting on that waitlist. Um, and without further ado, I will introduce our guest. Hello everyone, I'm so excited to introduce to you today Jade McKenzie. Jade McKenzie is the founder of Event Head, She Academy, Reawakened Women, and Beautiful Business Builders, is a five-time internationally award-winning business coach and event professional with over 15 years experience in event management and business development in the corporate, not-for-profit, and entrepreneurial sectors. Jade specializes in working with thriving entrepreneurs and business owners ranging from startups to multimillionaires who want to create successful and sustainable events and businesses. Having created, managed, and executed a wide range of small and large-scale events, she has worked with Australia's most well-known venues, worked alongside celebrities, and engaged high-level corporate partnerships, whilst assisting to raise over a million dollars in charitable donations. Jade's work has been enjoyed by thousands of people globally, with her events featuring in national and international media, including TV, radio, print, and digital platforms. 
She has taken to the stage delivering presentations and emceeing in New York, London, Paris, and across Australia, and regularly presents online via masterclasses, webinars, podcasts, YouTube channels, and video interviews. And as a coach, she has worked with hundreds of clients, supporting them through their business building, personal transitions, and personal development. Her passions include mentoring women in business, developing leadership in the workplace, and empowering entrepreneurs to create impactful and sustainable businesses. And without further ado, here is Jade. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. I am so excited today to be with Jade McKenzie. Hi, Jade. Hello. <laughs> I um, honestly, I was so overjoyed when I saw your um, post. You said that you missed speaking. And as soon as I saw the word podcast, I was like, I am sending her a message. We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited to be here. I love your podcast. I love the things you talk about. And I love that you're not afraid of a deep question. Yeah. I like, you know, what's funny. I'm glad you said that because like, I didn't really know that those were deep questions. I didn't know that these were like deep topics because I just have always been like this. It took like a couple of people being like, whoa, chill out. <laughs> when I would talk about stuff for me to realize that it was maybe a little intense. <laughs> no, it's such a gift. I, I dig it. There's nothing worse than, you know, those superficial like conference conversations when you can just really get to the good stuff. So yeah. I'm excited about what's going to come my way. Amazing. Well, I have, I have so many questions, but I want to start with like, okay, so like being a woman in business is, is a whole thing, right? Like you're breaking boundaries and barriers and like, there's so many mindset obstacles that you overcome in that process and a lot of internal stuff. And you've built an incredible business that like people rave about. You're, you're an event coordinator, I think is the title. Is that correct? <laughs> event planner. One of the titles. One, yeah. of, the, one of the titles. Okay. <laughs> one of many. Um, you're very talented. Um, and from, from the outside, it looks like you're pursuing many of these things and sharing your gifts with the world fearlessly. And I, I know that that doesn't come like without process. And I'm just curious about the process. Like how, how did you decide you wanted to be in business for yourself? Like, what was that like? Oh my gosh. I love, first of all, that you think I'm organized to, enough to have a process. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then when you say the word fearless and I'm like, <laughs> chuckle to myself because you know. You I do. Know, like by saying, even by you saying, you know, being a woman in business, it's a real thing. Like it is. There's so many obstacles, whether they're conscious or subconscious, right. that are really trying to hold you back or challenge you in ways that you've never been challenged before. Yeah. And I guess my reason for going into business is because literally every test you can do, like 
I don't know, every test I had when I did corporate interviews, even my palm reading, even (laughs) my number, like whatever thing you can do about me, it all points to being of service, Mm. always. And I built up my whole career just wanting to help people in whichever way felt good at the time. So Mm. started with aged care and then moved into Um, finance to gain skills so then I could help people actually a bit through being a power planner in financial planning and then I wanted to manage a cancer charity I ended up doing that and I was always building up other people's businesses always being their right hand woman to the point where I literally became not a person but like somebody else's second brain or extra limb like I would have a boss call me from like another state and be like oh what should I eat for dinner tonight I'm like I don't know (laughs) oh my god that's some serious outsourcing (laughs) really is <laughs> and that was long before uber eats so <laughs> it was getting to a point where I was like wow I'm doing all these things for other people I've always had dreams for myself I bloody tried everything like honestly at one point I was selling little teeny dog outfits it was so cute and it's called bad to the bone <laughs> Please, please tell me you've saved pictures of like the work you did. <laughs> it was such a random business, but I was like, oh, okay, so you can buy all this stuff wholesale and then sell it. Um, honestly, half the time I'm like, Jade, what the fuck are you thinking? What are you doing? And I had these ideas for websites. And I remember I had this idea for a two ideas for two websites that I worked really hard on and because I'm such an old bitch you know the internet was expensive back then (laughs) building a website cost like twelve thousand dollars which I didn't have and one website was called um a better day and it was going to be like an aggregate news site that was all positive news so it wasn't like the news you watch on tv which seriously makes me want to up my meds it is so depressing and scary yes and overwhelming so I was like no I'm going to have this website it's going to be good news we're going to have columnists that just share the great things in our community and world. When did you come up with this idea because some like people are doing this now. Yeah it was before they were I was 24. I'm You were the OG. Now. You were the OG of good news. The OG of having a thought that just like <laughs> did not come to fruition. <laughs> But I did a whole plan. I was talking to website builders. Like, yeah, it was a thing. And oh, I'm really getting off the point, but I feel like I have a good point coming. And then I had <laughs> this other idea for a website and it, it was about gifting donations. So you know how you can buy a goat from Oxfam for someone or you can make a donation on their behalf? I really wanted this website where people could buy gifts and it was donations to different charities and Mm. 
you know, it wasn't just like you had to search for a particular charity. It was a whole database. It was like, I don't know if you have a red balloon in the States, but it was like the red balloon of charities. Mm. And so these ideas I was so passionate about and I always believed in them and believed that they would become something. And like you said, these things have happened since and have become like really great, amazing websites in their own right. I'm not saying I could have done anything that big, but the want and the will was certainly there, but I was always worried about someone else. I was always caring for someone else. I was always building up their business. And so after I managed a cancer charity for three years, I was about to turn 30 and I just felt this calling in my body that I needed to have my baby. It was time. And I always knew that I would have my daughter first and then I would have a son and we can talk about this later on if you're interested. But I always knew I'd have a daughter and a son and I knew in my body it was like I've always wanted children but something changed in me where I actually felt it in my cells that this needed to happen. And I, we literally got pregnant in the first try. Mm. And so that became the catalyst for doing something about my own dreams. And having her was the break away from other people that I needed to finally invest time, energy, thought, space, love and care into something that I knew I could bring to life. So there was like this little human developing in me and also this dream that was really brewing and and wanting to be birthed as well. And so 12 weeks after she was born, my business was born. That's, that's incredible. That's, that's so unique. I mean, um, if you look at like the majority of people, like you take a break from your career when you have a kid or some people step away entirely and you, you had the opposite energy going on. Yeah. What was, what was it like to be like giving birth and then nurturing two children at once? It was a stretch, you know, and first time motherhood, I feel like it rips you apart as much as it is beautiful and wonderful and all of that. I'm never the kind of person to just gloss over what's real. And what was real for me was that I found it really hard. I found it really difficult because I always thought that I was so selfless and I have this whole history, this whole career, this whole mindset of always giving to others or putting others first. And then I was like, shit, I have needs. I have needs and I hate it and I don't like having to ask for help, feeling like my body is not doing what I want it to, feeling out of control and overwhelmed. It was really hard. And Cerise, my daughter, is honestly, uh, she still feels like part of me physically, spiritually. It's that 
bond. I'll never not have that with her. But it really took my breath away how difficult I found being a new mother in those first, you know, six, eight months. And I actually created an event and a little community around it because I had no other women in the situation that I was in, new mum, trying to build a business with, you know, no money. We're living off the parental payments from the government and I'd saved up enough money to pay my half of the bills for six months on top of that and it was my make or break. So it was chaos, it was fun, it was stressful, it was all the things, but the one thing it wasn't was easy. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that interesting? I feel like that's a, that's such a unique thing of, of becoming a mother. Like everyone's journey into that space is so different. Um, but like doing, doing that, having, having your own ambitions, nurturing your own dreams while also nurturing another life that literally feels like you outside of yourself is is a lot <laughs> what what is what was like a I'm curious if there was like a belief or a um yeah like a belief that you trusted in through this process because I feel like trust and commitment are like the key factors of like moving a dream forward um, that stay, you know, consistent through all the feelings that you're experiencing in that stage. I'm curious, like what belief you were trusting in or what was it like, what was anchoring you in that space where it was not easy? That's such a beautiful question. I think it's a really great thing to explore. I don't think we ask ourselves that enough but I've always had an innate sense of knowing there's some things in my life that I just know and when there's not that emotion around it when it just is and you're like that's just how it is (laughs) then you know that for me it's around a force greater than me Mm -hmm. and like I said, I always knew I'd have my daughter and then I'd have my son. I just knew that. Um, when I, when my body was like, you have to have this baby, I knew that that was the time to break away and have my own business. And even though things were hard, even though literally I had a launch party for my business in the February following, so this was about, um, three, five months uh, in, I had a proper launch party to get it out there and I didn't want to do it. I wanted to cry. I wanted to run away. I was in tears. Like I was so scared of that. But in all those moments I always knew, oh, you're going to do it. You're going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's always like I never know how to explain this succinctly. But it's almost like there's this thread in my chest and there's something pulling it and pulling me along and saying this way. And I've never doubted that. I've never questioned it. 
And I think too, that's why I end up doing random things like a fucking dog clothing business called Bad (laughs) to the Bone because I just have this innate sense of trust that it will be okay. And I think that as I've gotten older and even though I've been through so many things now and so many things that were actual disasters, whether it was as an employee or a business owner or just a human, I've come out the other side always saying, well, I'm glad that happened or this is what I've learned or this is where it's brought me to. And so having that deep sense of knowing that everything will be okay at the end, even if it's not okay right now, is what just guides me every day. That's beautiful. I, I deeply relate to that, uh, the, the poll. I feel like the, the thing that I'm coming to realize like for myself is that like I'm like the, the sensation of being open, like the openness of your chest and like deep breathing. Uh, there's a word, I can't think of it expansion it's expansion Mm. like following that expansion is like what you're describing like the thread that's always just I don't know why but I have to do this like I just know that this is it even if it doesn't make sense it's like (laughs) you're just like I just know this is it well here we go (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing there's no choice in it and I always feel like there's something wrong with me I always feel this and I've always felt this. There's something wrong with me because I will do things that other people in my life would never want to entertain or wouldn't do themselves. And here I am going, oh, do, 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 do. off we go. <laughs> like bouncing oh off to the next thing. <laughs> do you happen to know your human design? A manifesting generator. Do you know your numbers? Oh, no. Okay. I'm just curious because the, there's a, I'm a three, five and the three line is like someone who just jumps in and learns by experience. So like, we're the people that everyone just sees like jumping in and doing things and they're like, what are they doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. You made me feel like I want to be a three and five now just to make it make sense. You know <laughs> like look to these things you're like someone please fucking explain why I am the The way way I I am am. because no one else can tell me but literally oh my god while we talk I'm going to try and find it because I did save it yeah I've had a reading but you know my memory sucks oh (laughs) yeah Hello loves, it's me, Christina. I wanted to interrupt this episode to talk to you briefly about my one-on-one rebuilding coaching series. This 12-week series is designed to transform the way you show up in your life, to help you discover your next step and support you to move confidently into it. We work on inner critic, dialogue, confidence, and trusting yourself to make decisions. I like to look at life as a series of endings and beginnings. There's so many of those in our lives, and I think this space is where the greatest transformation takes place. And whether you've already gone through a change or feeling like there's a change around the corner or just really feel like something is missing, these spaces are great for asking, what do I want now and what is possible for me now? If you're really longing to live freely and trust yourself to move through life with confidence, this series is for you. My clients call this series transformative, empowering, and inspiring, and they often report after the series they feel confidence to say no, trust their worth, in touch with their bodies, and in tune with their instincts. 
This is a powerful container and can have huge long-term impacts on your life and well-being. You can learn more by visiting my website at www.christinamcarlson.com, also listed in the show notes, um, and that's where you can learn more about working with me. Thanks for your time. Now back to the show. Numbers. Oh, I'm a two four. Two four. Okay. Uh, here's here's what I know about two four, and anyone in my audience listening who knows human design is going to tell me to shut up because I don't know human design. <laughs> But what I understand of it is that the two is like um, someone, the aspect of the two I understand is someone who needs alone time. Like you need time to retreat, space to be alone, to like recoup and figure shit out. Um, And then the four is a connector. You're really great Mm -hmm. at connecting people, connecting with people, making things happen by bringing people together. Hello events. Um, So that (laughs) that makes sense. I hope that's right because that sounds very apt. I'm like, I always say to my partner, you're not a true introvert because we always talk about him being an introvert, but I'm like, everyone, just leave me the fuck alone. I need alone time. Like just let me lie down in a safe space. Just, you know, and he's like, oh, I don't really feel the need to be alone. I'm like, liar, fake. <laughs> Inhuman. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, um, there's so many, so many tools like that that um, we look to to, like, understand ourselves, right? And we want to mm-hmm. make, we want to, like, make sense of, like, our experience. Um with that note, what, what is it that like looking on your journey has, um, has been like a really helpful tool for you? Something like human design or I don't know, a spiritual practice, something that you've come back to that's been sort of like that thread that pulls you forward. That's helped you move through all of this. It's been such a discovery. I think for me being an only child too. So I'm an only child with migrant parents or immigrant parents setting up a new life in Australia. And I always felt alone, not necessarily lonely, but alone in my discovery and my place in the world. I've never felt like I fit in. I always do shit where I just go honestly what was that I (laughs) I have no explanation for it um and I didn't really know what was out there in the world because even though so my mom's Filipino my dad's Scottish we went to the Philippines a lot everything over there is very much Mm faith-based and you know I was baptized I went to Catholic schools had my communion but even there, it just didn't sit right with me. And uh, I don't know, it, it was really hard to even try and discover who I was as a person because I just didn't know how. When I think back to what I would go to libraries and read books about and write notes about, I was always writing, always creating stuff by hand. Like it was all about the connection of the hand, the pen, the paper. Mm. And it was around meditation. My meditation at 12 years old was looking into a candle flame. <laughs> I, mean, that was I love my that. 
I love that. <laughs> um, you know, auras, colors, uh, numerology, definitely astrology. And, but I knew it wasn't enough. I really wanted to know why I was the way I was because I wasn't, I just didn't fit in. And so when I was a bit older, I discovered, um, God, it wasn't until eight years ago that KMS, so Catherine McKenzie Smith, one of my um, best friends, she's a coach and she works specifically with introverts. It wasn't until her that I looked into, into introversion and it explained so much because it's a spectrum, because it's a scale, because it's not like a you're a this or you're a that. And it was more so about characteristics and what you need for your energy. It really helped me understand why, first of all, why the fuck I'm surrounding myself by extroverts and then wondering why I'm not like them. <laughs> it's like, geez, Jade, you really, you really love the extroverts and then you're just so different to them. This is why you have, you know, all those thoughts about why I don't belong. But it just really helped make sense of things and why I was the way I was and I wish I had that in high school I wish I had that earlier as a child and also too I um I don't necessarily want to use the word suffer but I I guess I experience anxiety and I've had bouts of depression in my life too so I wonder if those things have just come from being completely overwhelmed and not understanding the core of what I need as a person to really function in a healthy manner. I didn't know I had anxiety until my late 20s when panic attacks were getting really bad. I didn't even know what a panic attack was. Yeah. And so when I think about my children, you know, with Cerise, I've had soul readings for her. We talk about introversion and extroversion. Like if she's got emotions about things, we talk about all of that. And I want to give her a sense of peace knowing who she is as a human being and how she can show up in this world in a way that feels healthy and good for her because that's what I was missing. Mm -hmm. So the introversion thing, um, that really helped me because that's what started this self-discovery that felt a lot more meaningful and allowed me to finally understand why I felt the way I did and that it wasn't a bad thing. It was just who I am. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how something like something that simple, like a tool, that says you're you're okay this is the way you are and that's fine yeah it's so powerful so what what was the what was like fruition of of making that discovery like what basically like what happened next like what discovering this about yourself had to have like an impact on on your life i'm curious like what that expanded into Mm. it expanded into permission 
because I never gave myself permission before ever. And you know how I mentioned earlier on that I did a lot of work tests going into corporate. That wasn't about being able to be a sovereign being in a corporate workplace. It was about, okay, these are where your strengths and skills are. Now try and kill yourself using them (laughs) in a cubicle (laughs) for somebody who wants to make a fuck ton of money off that. Yeah. Yeah. All of those tests are just designed to like, um, how can we use you the best? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's not not about you. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. So the permission thing was huge for me and, you know, tying back into that point where I was um, saying, oh, my God, for the first time I realised I had needs. It was like, okay, I know that I've got needs and how can we move forward in a way where they're addressed? And I'm still working through the balance of, you know, giving to others without taking away so much from myself. Mm-hmm. And when I say this, I, I feel like, oh, I talk like I'm Mother Teresa or something. I'm not. It just means how I show up day to day, the way I talk to my team, the energy I bring into meetings, the things I do with my children. I want to be able to show up as the best person possible in these situations without it leaving me wrecked at the end of the day thinking how am I going to get up tomorrow because I've been there and I've done that and it's it's just not a nice place to be in and it will never not be a dance as mothers as people in a service-based industry as people who just want to show up with a heart it's draining, it's tiring, and sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want and people will hurt you or neglect you and you have to deal with that as well. And so by understanding, okay, literally on the most basic level ever, as a human, I know I need to eat, I know I need to sleep, I know that I need alone time, I know that I need time to process things that are happening. I know that, you know, these things upset me and I know that these things bring me joy. And if I can have non-negotiables around that, then it just means that I'm living this last part of my life, this last half, whatever it may look like, in a way that feels more aligned than it ever has before. That's so powerful. I I have a thought like in, in this process and I'm curious about something because like uh we have and I don't I don't know, maybe um maybe there's different opinion opinions on this. I feel like we have an endless amount of love to give. Um, but I feel like our energy and capacity is limited. Not in its power, but it, in its capacity. Um mm-hmm. so like there's you like give and take things, right? You choose what you're giving your energy and time to. So what I'm curious is what, what did you have to let go of in the process of moving into motherhood and your business? The biggest thing I had to let go of was the expectation on myself 
So I can tell you, at the end of the day, no one else gave a fuck. <laughs> it was all me in my head. And <laughs> I would be like, oh, I've got to do something and it's got to be perfect and I've got to spend hours on it and it's got to be like this and it's got to be better than anything before. And I remember one of my girlfriends who was helping me with work at the time, she was like, Jade, even if you did your worst job, it would still be better than what anybody else could do. (laughs) And I'll never forget it because I was like, huh, actually there's there's some truth in that because, you know, I guess with experience and practice and, you know, being a craftsman or, you know, I don't know, not a master, but, yeah, somebody who's skilled and specialises in an area, naturally you're going to improve and have a higher level quality than other people. And the way she put it was just so simple and it made me go, oh, yeah, I don't have to kill myself over every little thing. And I would have conversations with my ex-husband all the time and he would be like, why do you feel like this? Like I don't mind if you just do this or nobody else is putting this pressure on you like it's literally just you and so the biggest thing I realized is that probably I was my own biggest cock block (laughs) I really needed to let that go I feel like that that's something that is on a t-shirt or a mug somewhere I am my own biggest (laughs) cock block It's still not easy. That's still not easy to do though. Like I, I 1000% hear you saying like, you know, it was you that was like putting this pressure on yourself. Letting go of that is, is not an easy thing to do. What supported you in that process? I mean, it sounds like you had friends and your partner as well. Yeah. So they definitely reminded me, but I think it was trying to be conscious of it. There's so much of our behaviour is already programmed and drilled into us and from such an early age, like every people pleaser or anyone who chases that good girl, you know, good girl, you've done so well, like hello, me to a bloody tea. Um, (laughs) You just realise how much of it is innate and then you have to be so conscious of it. Even now, years later, I forget. Because you get in your own head, you get in your own thoughts, old habits come up, old patterns come up, and then sometimes something will just make you realise, oh, hello, there you are again, I'm doing it again, okay, I need to address this because it doesn't feel healthy. Mm. And having good people around you is a must and tools to support you in that. And even if you um, are menstruating, if you experience menstruation, that for me was powerful, understanding my cycle and how that impacted me and my energy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think the more you make a conscious effort to see what's going on in your own head and unscrambling your own thoughts, the more, I guess, power you're taking back 
from Mm. what the outside world is trying to take away from you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that kind of brings us back to the beginning. You were talking about a very similar thing of, of letting go of here. You're letting go of the pressure before you were letting go of other people's expectations, that weight that is around you and on you and in you letting go of that. You're taking, you're taking back that power, the story from supporting someone else's business to creating and building your own, that you moving that energy into what you birthed with your child and your business. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I have one final question for you. Oh, I just want to ask you because I like (laughs) you and I can't wait to hear what you'll say. Um, I want to know what your favorite thing is about yourself. My gosh. That's like the hardest question ever. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How do people not stumble over this one? Um, It's the first time I've asked it, so. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think anyone's ever asked me this before ever ever interesting (laughs) i don't think so oh but my memory is terrible also (laughs) i enjoy a drink and a dance so who knows what's happened in some wine-fueled conversations in a bar on a saturday night which i think we would have a lot of fun doing by the way yes (laughs) um i think for me the thing that just oh my god just makes my heart swell and makes me feel so good is coming back to that word connection and I worked so hard at somebody who was so shy who just really yeah had those anxieties didn't feel like they were you know in the right place at the right time all of those things now what I really like about myself is that I can feel connected to people in a way that feels meaningful. And so I feel like being able to just talk to each other's hearts and really get to know somebody behind the smile and the small talk and all of that, I really love that that is something in my life and that I can foster every single day because our time here is so limited and precious and our time with one another is so fleeting and how magical is it that we can get to know the core of a person in a conversation instead of just talking about the weather and that's one of my biggest joys and I think it's kind of cool that I can foster that for myself and and hopefully encourage that feeling with others as well yeah not even hopefully that's that's your magic that's that's what you do like in bringing something together and bringing people together fostering connection is is like a huge part of like the core of who you are yeah yeah that's so cool (laughs) god i want to flip the okay sorry you go first (laughs) i was just gonna say this has been so fun i've loved getting to know you better you're an incredible person and i i mean i've always 
I've always known that, but I, this is the first time we've had like a one-on-one conversation and yeah, it's really amazing to be in your energy. Thank you. I love being in yours and I'm going to flip it and I'd really love to end the podcast in this way, but I'd love to hear you answer that same question for yourself. I want to know. I love it when people ask me questions. (laughs) (laughs) I get giddy. (laughs) Um, Okay. I like, I don't have a problem answering this question. Um, I like talking about myself. Um, Probably my favorite thing about myself is the questions that I ask people. (laughs) Mm. I like, I like my ability to make people feel special. Um, and I know you can't make people feel anything, but there's, I've always known about myself that, um, when I'm around certain people, people who I feel connected with, it's easy for them to feel seen and heard by me. And I, it feel to me, it feels like really effortless and like, I'm not even doing anything, but it's so delightful because then people respond to me in really nice ways. And <laughs> I'm just like, this is just so nice. <laughs> so I don't even know like it's something like obviously through coaching that I've like cultivated but um Mm. but yeah very similar to you it's about connection and like being able to to hear and see people yeah I love that so much and I absolutely see that to be true and even though I know that people are listening and they're not able to see our interaction through video but what I've noticed and appreciated so much with our conversation is how present you are your energy is so beautifully grounded but even just the way you're looking it's like you have all the time in the world for me and that's what makes people feel so good and special because you're allowing somebody to be themselves, express themselves and be with you in this moment and feel heard and feel so wonderfully seen. I think that's such a gift. And so I'm glad that you know that it is one of the most beautiful things about you because it is so special. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, I feel so warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I'm going to end our incredible uh, uh, recorded part of this podcast. Bye, listeners. We love you. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me today. If you are wanting one-on-one support to help you step into trusting yourself, seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitchin' day.